0: Joni Mitchell, born in Alberta in Fort McCloud. So there's that. It's hard to believe. I think she's eighty now. She's going to perform at the Grammys for the very first time. Well joining us to talk about that and lots of music stuff as he always does. Joining us is publicist, music commentator, man about town, music town. Eric Alper joins us. Hey, Eric. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Fine, thank you. That just seems incredible to me that this is the first time she's performed at this event.
1: Yeah, it's actually pretty amazing. You know, Joni, of course, has won nine Grammys in her lifetime, and that's after getting 18 nominations. And in fact, in 2022, the Grammy Association, uh, the Recording Academy, uh, bestowed her with the Music Counts Person of the Year um, under Music Cares. And so that's when they give an award to somebody that, you know, bigger than life, actually does a lot of charitable work, um, does a lot of good things with, um, you know, their celebrity status. Elton John has won it before. Springsteen has won it before. And I think that that kind of set the wheels in motion for Joni to, for lack of a better term, get out of the house and go <laughs> see people again because yeah. she's been having a lot of health issues, as I'm sure a lot of people know. Yep. Um, you know, she was suffering from a brain aneurysm and and got a little bit shy. And uh, But here we are. We're talking about her not only performing at the Grammys this weekend for the first time ever but she just announced a show in los angeles her first in over 20 years that's going to be happening in october she just announced that about four hours ago
0: i i I always hear the term national treasure thrown out i i did it for fun but she really is when it comes to music uh, she's she's canada
1: Yeah, absolutely, especially because she's so well aware that, you know, even though that she was nominated for all those Grammys, she really didn't get the recognition that she thinks that she deserved, and a lot of people think that she deserved in the 1970s, just due to, you know, music industry sexism, and also a lot of artists... Um, she thought, didn't really like her because they thought, she thought that people thought that her music was too intimate and that it upset the male singer songwriters. They would come up to her and say, Oh no, does that mean that we have to bear our souls now too? And so yeah. that kind of led to people like a James Taylor or Jim Croce or all these male singer songwriters kind of being really successful, basking in the road that Joni Mitchell
0: essentially built for them to go. On. She's also had a little bit of an edge too, which I kind of like, uh, that, to be honest with you. But it, I know that that's kind of uh, you know pushed some people the wrong direction, and it's unfortunate that it comes to that.
1: You, when you have people in the music industry like in Annie Lennox from Eurythmics or Brandy Carlisle um, bow at your feet yeah. and tell you how amazing you are, that tells people that you are a little bit to the left of the center. But you actually are the center because you are one of the biggest artists going and in the world, and you don't even have to tour. It seems like every generation rediscovers Joni Mitchell, especially the Blue album and Chord and Spark. Um, look at somebody like Taylor Swift who absolutely is influenced by Joni Mitchell or Ariana Grande with some of the, the, the slower, more songs. That's Joni Mitchell just done in 2024, so it's pretty amazing that um, she got to do what she wanted to do Um, you know she did jazz she did a little bit of soul she did singer-songwriter nobody really told Joni what to record next only
0: she wanted to do that yeah she's kind of gone her own way but but she's remained to her Canadian roots in a lot of ways that's my take on it what about you
1: Yeah, I I think so. You know, certainly she's been acknowledged by the Canadian music industry many, many times. I'm sure that that this country has a real soft spot in her heart for her because, you know, not only did she have to kind of leave this country um, hoping and wishing that she didn't have to, but she knew that the music industry was really going to be in New York and Los Angeles. And I think that once Canada started to develop its own music industry, um, she decided to come back and and do more and more things and more and more concerts uh, up here. So she certainly wasn't shy on letting people know that absolutely her roots and her home is really in Canada.
0: Yeah, Alberta, Saskatchewan were big places for her, uh, you know, and her songs are so singable, which is, is the best part.
1: Uh, absolutely, you know, uh, you just have to take a look at the cover songs that that are done even now to to have the Counting Crows and and all of these artists continue to reflect on how great of a singer songwriter um, and guitar player she was. I mean, everyone in Crosby, Steele, Nash and Young loved Joni. I mean, not only personally and romantically, um, but they just she was always the best guitarist in the room. She and CSNY. Always said that you know in a room She was always going to be the greatest Songwriter out there and that included The Gordon Lightfoots and, and Other people that you think would actually Be up there too
0: It seems like a dumb question but that's why I'm throwing it out there What do you think the response is going to be like here?
1: Oh, I think, you know, when she appeared. not only is she going to get probably one of the biggest standing ovations that the Grammy Awards has ever seen, but I think that moment is going to be a huge mark on social media, especially here in Canada, when, you know, I don't really look anymore at the ratings on on normal television for things like this. I look for the social media action just to see who's talking about it, and I wouldn't be surprised if Court and Spark and Blues start zooming up those Spotify charts, um, because somebody out there is going to be hearing the name... Joni Mitchell for the first time and starting to find out what all the fuss is about.
0: And maybe heard uh, mom and dad or grandparents singing the songs and went oh that's what that song is. We yeah. get that all the time right?
1: <laughs> yeah especially when you know uh, <laughs> there's two albums that I gave my my daughter when she was a teenager when she was going through a bad breakup. The first one was Fleetwood Max Rumors and the other one was Joni Mitchell's Blue and they both have been played more than you know I can count so yeah. that's the mark of a great album and
0: a great musician hey uh one other little musical tidbit i want to throw at you before we let you go and it's always great yeah. having you on by the way but uh, noticing that uh you know obviously the songwriters who gave us your song tiny dancer rocket man we're talking about elton john and Bertie taupin uh awarded the gershwin prize that's saying a fair bit that's coming from the library of congress these these two these two performers writer and singer unbelievable
1: yeah especially because they're rarely in the same room together. Yes. You know, Elton John and Bernie Taupin, um, they both answered an ad around the same time back in the late 1960s looking for singer and songwriters. And they rarely have met up in the 55 year that they've been working together. Bernie writes the lyrics, send them to Elton through the post or now, hopefully through email. <laughs> yeah. Elton writes the songs and they both have never been shy with giving the other person credit. And, um, you know, it's so great to know that they got the award as a songwriting team because it's basically named after George and Ira Gershwin whose papers are held at the library. So good for Bernie and good for Ellen. They both so deserve it after 50 years worth of just classic songs that we're going to be singing for the next 100 years.
0: Well, and there's an all-star tribute coming up. It's a concert in Washington, D.C. on the 20th of March. PBS is going to air portions of it, I think, coming up in April. But uh, uh, big thumbs up to both of those two guys. Uh, they're part of my, uh, my growing up Hey, listen, we know all their songs just as we do uh, with McCartney and Lennon and so many other great performers out there. Eric, thanks. This would be great. I can hardly wait for the Grammys, and I'll uh, look to catch that uh, when it comes out coming up in April as well. Awesome. So good to talk to you. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Eric. There you go. Eric Alper joins us, publicist, music commentator. He's plugged in. He's been around the music business for a very, very long time. Love getting him on the show.